I went over to Scotland about six weeks ago. We went on a whiskey distillery tour and it was just, it was sad and fantastic. And he was a, like a beautiful man, wonderful man. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. The Saturday panel on Off the Ball. And this is Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. You can text us 53106. We're streaming the conversation as well. So you can listen on News Talk. Watch us on the Off the Ball digital and social channels or Periscope on Twitter, at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTB Sports app. This is the Saturday panel, everybody. And there are five GA Senior Provincial Club finals down for a decision this weekend at 3.15 today. Bally Gunner, the All Ireland Champions from Waterford, face Clare's Bally A in the Munster Club hurling final in Thurless. Then tomorrow we've got a double header in Leinster. Kilkenny's Bally Hell Shamrocks up against Kilmacook Croaks of Dublin the hurling decider at half two followed by the footballers of Kilmacud playing Westmead's the Downs at half four the Connacht football decider between Moy Cullen of Galway and Sligo's Torlestrana at 12.45 tomorrow at Pier Stadium the Ulster hurling final sees Antrim's Dunloy and Derry Slock Neil compete at half one at the Athletic Grounds the J Club Championship on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the football hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships check out hashtag the toughest for more joining us to talk all things club and studio with us the former All-Ireland winner with St. Bridget's and that's Lone Town goalie Shane Kern. Shane, how is the form today? Good afternoon, John. Very good, yeah. You made it up to the big smoke. Ah, yes. Always good to get out of the West and up to the city without a doubt. And uh, to be sitting beside a Spurs supporter as an Arsenal supporter is great as well. And a Saturday coming up to Christmas. Well, you're at top of the league. Top of the and league. And we're not. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. And uh, Martinelli and Jesus. Jesus out of the World Cup. Martinelli played la- well last night. You're Xhaka. You know, you're looking at these lads as well and you're obviously taking an interest in them. Absolutely, and even, uh, funny enough, some of the best goalkeepers are ex-Arsenal goalkeeper, Chesney, obviously, with with, uh, with Poland, has been outstanding, um, obviously, with Juventus now, and he was he was uh, ex-Arsenal and really been really, really good. I think he's a top goalkeeper yeah. in the Cup at the moment, and uh, Ramsdale can't even get a game for England, and he's, he's probably the top goalkeeper in England as well, so the, the Brits, it'll be a good weekend, I think, you know, I think they won't get it all the wrong way against the USA, I think it'll be a really, really good game, or Senegal, I think, isn't it? Senegal, 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 tomorrow, Senegal night, yeah. tomorrow night, um, so yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a really good game, and I don't think it's it's uh, it's a four goal conclusion at all. But uh, yeah, the Garcelle guys are going re- right well. Delighted to see Party back actually um, from Ghana. That's you know he's been he's been injured, picking up a lot of injuries. Yeah, and, uh, the and they're out of the they're World out Cup now, now, and he's yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, He's pivotal, a bit like bit like Jesus. Looks like the injury isn't as, as bad as first feared. So, uh, hopefully, he'll be back in for yeah. for, the, for for January anyhow. Sure. Know. And we also have the ex Leinster winner with Greg Ballycallan and All Ireland uh, hurling champion with Kilkenny, Eddie Brennan, and the former All Ireland football captain with Kilmacock Crokes, Johnny McGee on the line. Eddie and Johnny, how's the form? Go. Good afternoon, Eddie. I, I believe you're you're down in uh, Porky Rin tomorrow with Ross Cray. I got involved kind of late in the year. Uh, around the end of July with uh, Ross Gray um, and look, they're a good group. They were well on their way at that stage to get to a county final and, and, and finish the job off. So uh, it, it was nice to get uh, asked in and be part of the group and kind of uh, get to play the kind of, I suppose, a bit of an observer to a point, which is grand. You're doing your bit of coaching and, and stuff like that. But it's nice to be, uh, I think, when, it's, uh, when you're not the number one, there's definitely a, a little bit more... Uh, you're a little bit more relaxed within you and you can focus on what you're trying to achieve. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's an unusual one tomorrow. Um, the the Leinster final is, is up in Croke Park and we're heading to Parky Ring. But yeah, totally enjoying that. This is the Munster Intermediate uh, hurling final between Ross Cray and Monoline of Limerick. And I suppose it's a day, Eddie, when the parish and the community, when 100 people is just as important as 10,000. Yeah, absolutely. I think should look the the, the club campaign. I think it, it's it's definitely look. We, I, I'm often <laughs> critical of, of of certain aspects of the GA, but this is one competition that I think just captures the imagination of every single club, uh, young fellas, old fellas alike, uh, ladies. It doesn't matter what part of the club you're from. This is the, the competition that definitely captures the imagination and. You know, whoever it was, uh, I stand to be correct on this. I think it was possibly Shawnee Kelly in his tenure, maybe, um, whose initiative it was to extend that out further to junior and intermediate. And it was just absolutely brilliant because I think, you know, the the inter-county dream is one thing, but I think the club dream is obviously the big one for everybody because the count, the inter-county dream is definitely our reach for some. And the extension of it, you know, outside of senior men's that there was guys... Uh, who maybe were never going to get to Croke Park and that and they can go and represent their club in a in a Munster Championship or a Leinster Championship or Ulster Connacht, whatever it is. 
So in that regard, it is for me probably one of the, the big, big competitions because uh, it's it's there's a dream there. If you win your junior championship at home, your intermediate championship as well, uh, there's a big day out potentially. And it's it's a great little journey in a time of the year when it's kind of cold and, and maybe people aren't, uh, you know, we don't get top of the ground, you know, hurling our football or camogie or whatever it is. But it's a real graft, and I think that's probably the very essence of what club is about, just just an arm wrestle. It's a great leveller this time of year with the weather as well. Um, Shane Curran, uh, you know, you were part of the St. Bridget's team that um, had such heartbreak for many years, and then in 2013 you got over the line. And I suppose the journey and the tapestry of a club is is illuminated in the fact that you have these heartbreaks and you reach an All-Ireland final and you have a very close game with that. Body among Kickhams, and, and then you finally come through. Yeah, look at looking back on it, John. It's well, just nearly ten years ago now. It goes so quick, but yeah, it was an incredible journey, I suppose, for the club. It started probably right back in two thousand and five, nineteen ninety seven. Probably, I suppose, really was the start of kind of the renaissance of Bridget's after a twenty seven or twenty eight year hiatus, um, and not winning the championship in Roscommon, where Clannagale were really the the, the kingpins, and. Um, we came in ninety seven. Uh, I hadn't been part of the team. I just got married in ninety eight. Moved up to the club, and in two thousand and five, um, we set off. I suppose we won the first of the three in a row, um, and won Connacht in two thousand and six, uh, beaten by Cross Midland in All Ireland semi final in two thousand and seven, beaten in the final in two thousand and ten, back again in the semi final, beaten by Gary Castle in eleven, and again that journey just kept going. And the players, I suppose, really we were fortunate. We, we had a lot of really experienced gardeners and a lot of lot of. Uh, Heartbreak in the bank, really, before we broke the bank and and um, and got through and won the All Ireland in two thousand and thirteen. And you know, I suppose we're grateful, really, with with fantastic management and coaching with Kevin and uh, Kevin McStay and with Lee McHale came in as well with Kevin and, and Benny O'Brien, and they really set the tone um, for that year in two thousand and twelve in Roscommon, and obviously going forward then into the Connacht Championship and into the All Ireland Championship, where we had to overcome Cross Midlane in the semi final. Um, before we could ever think of Ballymun, so um, yeah, it was it was an incredible journey, um, and one that we look back on very fondly. Uh, but look, we were fortunate; we were just fortunate to be part of a, a great group of players and a great club, and um, we we got over the line uh, on the day um, with with you know a lot of tumultuous uh, uh, fighting as well, and you know trying to get through that Ballymun. Um, defence and that team were an incredible team. I think five of them went on to win for multiple All-Irelands with, with Dublin, obviously, and uh, they got off to a wonderful start. We were a point, we're eight points down after about five or six minutes, and um, we managed to fight our way back in the game with some unbelievable performances. Carl Mannion, Frankie Dolan uh, were just outstanding, cynical bright, right through the team, really, and uh, we, 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 got, uh, we got there in the end, but uh, it was a great journey, yeah. The 11th of June is when Ross Commons footballers were knocked out of the uh, Championship by Clare this year. Has a split season helped the club game? Has it worked in your view? I'm not sure, John. I heard, I was just thinking, uh, seeing Park Joyce saying that he wasn't in favour of it. I, I, I feel that it's going in the right direction, but I think it probably needs tweaking. I think the county players really are the ones that are hardest done by in, in the whole in the whole um, kind of um, rebirth of the championship and the so-called split season. But really, is it split at all? Um, you know, for the county player, he's going almost twelve months a year. He's getting really little or no break. And uh, I manage in a club in in um, in Westmead Colliery, and they obviously had a great year under Jack Cooney and won the Talton Cup. Uh, but the captain Kevin Kevin Maguire, um, you know, they were back out on the pitch the following week, weren't really able allowed to to celebrate their occasion without without the pressure of being back with the clubs seven days later. So I think things like that need need a little bit of tweaking. I think it needs a little bit of elongating as well. I think to have the championship over um in early July, I think it leaves us with, with a lot of the summer that um I think we're losing probably a little bit of marketing and a little bit of, of, of promotion of, of our games maybe to a certain extent but I think the big thing is is, is um, breaks for the players and, and um, seeing can, can that be can that be um, improved upon I think look there's been a lot of really good things with the split season but um, it certainly needs a bit of tweaking Just in terms of the, the different feeling say from St. Bridget's when you won the All-Ireland there to when you're winning when your provincial crown with Ross Common back in, in 2001 is there completely a world of difference between being a club player and being a county player and tasting success in different manners? Well it's funny I think Eddie alluded to it there um, you know 
for many counties, you know, the All Ireland dream is is really it's it's out of the reach, you know. Um, and I think in ter- certainly in in terms of the GA, the Talton Cup has been has been a has been a great a great um, improvement on that. And given cl- counties outside of that sphere, the opportunity to actually compete apples with apples um, in a championship that 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 they're, they're capable of maybe competing and winning. Um, in club game, like you know, I think it it does it offers up. Like we see this weekend, you have uh, Moy Cullen, for example, in in Connacht uh, with with Torla Strand. Neither of them have won Connacht championships. I think it's in Torla Strand's case the first in forty years. So there's the far greater opportunity, I think, for clubs to actually go and compete at senior level to try and get to Connacht finals and Leinster finals and provincial finals in all Ireland's. And in our case. Um, you know, to win in All Ireland in for us common is probably not going to be attainable unless things change over the next twenty years. Um, but for a senior club team to win it like we did in, in two thousand and thirteen, I think it gave the county a huge, huge boost. Um, with really good success then at under twenty one level, not that that they were both aligned, but it, I think it gave players confidence. And we've won two or three Connacht titles since we've been competing in Connacht. Um, but unfortunately, it's a bit of a glass ceiling then to break, break, break through into the top six or seven counties in the in the country because you're basically down to a numbers game, and we just don't have them in in, in great enough numbers in Roscommon at the moment. But yeah, for the club, yeah, it was just it was just phenomenal, you know. But the other thing, then, John, you know, I think society and societal changes probably played a part as well. Like when we won the All Ireland, there was only four lads. Um, who had a dad or mother from the area? We were all either imports, or we we moved into the area, or the mothers and fathers moved into the area over a twenty thirty year span. So um, the players were were not necessarily of Bridget's, but certainly part of the community. Just in terms of this Connacht final, then is the success of a club like Currafin? Then does that feed into Galway's confidence? And then Galway reached the All Ireland this year. Did you feel that St Bridget's help Ross Common? Um, you know, if Turla Strand win tomorrow, will it do a lot for Sligo GA? Is there a knock-on effect, or is he seen as separate uh, entities? I, I think there certainly is an effect because I think the standards are driven by by the players that inside the, the county. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think that's that's the key, and it does kind of maybe a culture shift then towards knowing that you can compete, knowing that you can beat the the, the big kingpins from Armagh or Dublin, or in our case, Nemo Rangers as well over the years. Across obviously, and then Ballymun to win all and so you're beating the cream of of the top top counties to, to to actually achieve that, and that sets a standard. And I think the players then when they go from these clubs into counties, they they, they improve that standard, and the management's improved the standard. So I think absolutely, um, my Cullen, um, Cora Finn have had huge success as you've alluded to there over the last number of years. Brilliant, brilliant club. Um, won numerous all Irelands and never have won a senior uh, a Connacht senior though, have they? Moy Cullen. No, Moy Cullen haven't, yeah, no. Yeah. But, I mean, like you've Don Canellan, obviously, who's a former colleague of mine, and, and um, you know, he's been involved with NUIG at Sigerson level, and they've won that. And I heard Owen, Owen Gallagher um, praising, actually, his, his impetus there with, with Moy Cullen. He's brought that kind of winner's mentality to them. And they have players as well, I suppose, really, that have been around that that. Sigerson Cup level stuff that have has helped the standard and uh, certainly look at the competition goal they've won two or two of the last three county finals um, they're going to be there thereabouts for the coming years and the addition of Owen Gallagher has been a huge huge plus to them um, and Fergal down Torres Strand I think they're, they've won seven county titles in a row it is their first Connacht final in, in 40 years I think but having it on there Fergal there that, that's won, won a Connacht championship but was common in the past as a manager been involved in inter-county management will, will surely drive the standard there and I think Sligo as a county are going quite well as well I think this is the last days of COVID uh, when we used uh, technology for three and a half years. And I think I think the technology is eventually saying, you know what, you need to go back to uh, normal times. Johnny McGee, uh, an amazing time we're coming at the moment. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, you know, the, the two team, obviously two last teams in the Lancer final tomorrow. Um, historic day for the club. Um, you know, the girls won the Lancer title there for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And unfortunately, they came up short last week. So, Look, it's been a, an exciting time in the club um, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Um, and then, look, young Brian Sheehy has the tug out for the hurlers and then out for the footballers. You know, and that that, that connection then, like Brian's mum was my teacher in primary school in St. Lawrence's, the local, in the local school. So, you know, she had she taught me for fifth class or sixth class. So it's, uh, it's nice to see that, that community and, uh, you know, that, that connection 
you know, and then I think it was Brian's older brother brought my brought Lauren to, to or Lauren brought his to him to his dad's or something. So it's a nice connection there. So and Johnny, uh, how has this come about that you've got the footballers? Obviously, you've got a strong tradition, but the hurlers in it is it, is it the likes of Kula inspiring you? Is it you know just great work at the club? You have the ladies' team, you got Lauren and the team as well. So how has it come to pass that Kimmel Croaks are, are doing so well at the moment? A lot of credit goes down to, to the coaches and, and parents get put uh, time back into their own children. Um, you know, a lot, a lot, there's a lot of fingerprints all over, but all of the, girl, the, or the lads and the girls' teams in terms of par- former players, parents being involved with the teams. And look, they've, you know, it's, it's been brilliant. Um, you know, Peter Walsh has been a big driving factor with the, in the hurling section. You know, uh, Niall Corcoran as well, who Eddie would know from being involved with, like fantastic guy, uh, you know, has his fingerprints all over it as well. Like Paul McDonald would have been our GPO for the last 20 years, you know, um, as well. So like, there's a lot of work gone into it um, in terms of going into the skills um, and, you know, like our, our own former players getting involved, uh, coming back down to the academy and with the teams and their age. There's, you know, when I got involved with management, um, prior to me getting involved with management as a player, we were asked to come and help with the teams who might be in failure and that. So look, it's it's been a, a, a big kind of plan in place in terms of, you know, uh, former players getting involved or current players getting involved with the juvenile teams. You know, and look, it's 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 great to see it. And, and look, delighted to see the hurling side of it as well coming through. And then the, obviously the, the ladies, the last day, or winning Leinster. And just the personal connection, obviously, with Lauren, but they also with uh, my mom was part of five or six mothers, along with John Sheridan, who helps start ladies football in Crokes because they had a pain in their backside <laughs> bringing their daughters to watch their older brothers play. So, um, yeah, it was nice to have that connection. And my sister, then they won the intermediate championship for the first time 22 years ago, and Lauren was three years of age and she was the mascot that day. So, and then you fast forward 22 years later and she wins her first Dublin senior title. So, look, it's a, it's a nice time for the club. You know, um, hopefully they <laughs> will uh, we'll, we'll make success of it, but uh, nothing's ever guaranteed. And, you know, this might never happen again. So I think it's important that the lads take the opportunity and go with it tomorrow, you know. It's important, and I could be guilty of this sometimes, of, of, of highlighting the inter-county game a bit too much, uh, Johnny, but um, we haven't had uh, an All-Ireland uh, final match since uh, July 24th. And, Telling the stories you're telling there about the fabric of the family and the community, and that is the bedrock of the association. You wouldn't have a GA without that. So it is important for you, as you're doing now, to just just to tell the folks out there who are listening that this is something that is passed from generation to generation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like um, you know, my, one of my first memories, uh, you know, in terms of football, uh, was was six years of age. It was in nineteen eighty four. I was becoming the age right now, but um. Noia Clancy was part of that Dublin Moyer team that won the other in, in 84. Would have been Paul Clark, would have been the captain that year. And he brought the other and cup back to Glen Alvin. And there's a photograph, it actually came up during lockdown um, of myself and, uh, you know, Robbie Bean in the very front, first line of the cheering the lads with the cup, you know. Um, and that was my first point of memory of GA and, and that, you know, and Robbie Bean, who's who has been an underage coach in our club and the current second team manager, but has his fingerprints on the likes of Dan O'Brien and a few others within on the group are playing tomorrow. So, you know, it's like I know in terms of you know you fast forward twenty something years and, and obviously uh, the uh, population grows and everything else, but you know our club was 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 a very much a community club uh, started from scratch. You know, and yes, look, it has grown immensely, but like it all comes from good people. And as Shane alluded to there, like, you know, my mom's from Wexford, my dad's from Donnybrook, and my mom, they set up roots in, in Stalorgan. So, like, um, and the same way with Lee McBarn, who's from Fermanagh, but set up roots in Stalorgan, his wife ended up playing for the club, his kids are playing, he's under 16 manager. So, look, it's, you know, it's part and parcel of. What, what, what we're about, uh, GA clubs in general, you know, um, everyone's, always, the door's always open, you know, um, with the right core, with the right values of what you're looking for, you know. Has the split season worked, Johnny, in your view? I think it has, yeah. I, you know, I think it's benefited. I know, like, you, there's the argument, like, like, as soon as the county lads or any teams were beaten or knocked out of championship, they're all gone to the States, but you can hardly blame them either. Like, they've been locked up for 
the last two years. So, like, I think it's worked in terms of, you know, the club player having a defiant season. Um, and then, look, I know Shane lives it there in terms of 12, but going for 12 months when I was playing, you know, with Eddie and Shane, like, like I was lucky enough to be a part of a good double, a uh, good croak side that was successful. But, like, you know, we're, 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 I was more or less going for nearly 12 months of the year as well. You know, you took your four or five weeks off and you rolled back in with it, you know, and I think it's just, I think maybe there's, um, sometimes you make a meal of it. Lads just want to play football. And I think it's, given those other lads, I didn't I didn't value the, how, how much commitments the club players, the lads did until I finished playing with Dublin. So it got to 10 years uh, nearly playing with Dublin. And it wasn't until I finished seeing what, the extent of what they put into it because there was a good few of us involved with County and you know the seven was coming back in and then we had one or two or two or three lads who might have been Brian Cabinet and Nigel Mercy and Neymar Brown, three lads who were at other counties. So ten lads gone, you come back in then to the lads who have been there sold them for I think eighteen okay. lads and uh you know, I didn't really value the commitment that they had given yeah. while we were away. Okay. And it opened my eyes to the commitment that they did. And I think they deserve to have that defiant season and not just be waiting around for... Okay. We've got to take a break, Johnny. Just sorry, they've got to take a break uh, on the Saturday panel with Shane Kerr and Johnny McGee and Eddie Brennan. We're back after the news. And this is the Saturday panel on Off the Ball with John Duggan until five, uh, the show. And then the panel will run for about another half an hour. You can text us 53106. Uh, you can tweet us at Off the Ball. We're chatting about Club GA to the former All-Ireland winning uh, players, Shane Curran and Johnny McGee and Kilkenny hurling legend and current Ross Craig coach, Eddie Brennan. So the GA Club Championship on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Irelands. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Um, Shane Curran, we have this amazing story that Johnny McGee was saying before the break. Brian Sheehy's playing uh, hurling t- tomorrow for Kilmacud and is on the bench for the footballers in the one day. Have you ever played uh, Athlone Town and, and Club GA or Intercounty GA in the same day? That's an unbelievable story. All right, to Johnny, Johnny, uh, let us know about there. It's uh, amazing. Um, I think I might have been missing an action one day. All right, I think we're playing me, then we were playing we were play, at Lome, we're playing, uh, we're at Lome, we're playing Bohemians. And uh, Dermot here, to God rest him, I don't think he understood where it was. Until <laughs> he looked at the highlights of the so Sunday. Until he looked at the highlights of the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, many a day, we'd many, uh, many, not a, not not the same day that I can remember. But certainly, I remember times coming from Bally Buffet and Cove back to one particular time um, coming from Bally Buffet on a Saturday evening back down to play a league game in Galway the following day in, in the football. So that time, the league football um, and the the soccer league would have been winter winter time. So it was um, it was a different type of journey. We were coming back back at night and early starts and all that sort of stuff so there was a few of those but, but not, not, not too many on the one day no no absolutely not Eddie Brennan uh, it's 2000 when Greg Baddy caught on one Leinster and you know, you, unfortunately for yourselves you lost the All-Ireland at the time you were a young player and you were just making your way with Kilkenny uh, do you think at the time we're going to be there for a long time and it just didn't really work out that way and sometimes the club doesn't always end in a fairy tale yeah definitely um, it's a uh, it's a day that uh, you know that Easter Monday in 2001 will will never leave my memory um, because I think coming down the straight with, with time nearly gone, we were four points to the good and I missed two really good opportunities to make it five. And, you know, Athen Rye being the team they were, they came back and they got a draw and it went to extra time and that was the end of our uh, fairy tale with the club. But it was, yeah, and I think at the time, I was only 22 or that and you kind of felt we had a young enough crew of fellas on that team. We were after winning two out of four county finals, I think we definitely thought we'd be back. And I think, you know, the bus journey home from that Club All-Ireland defeat, it wasn't as disappointing as as maybe, you know, we see now because we felt, we genuinely felt we'd get back and uh, we got to the county final that year at home and the Lachlan's beat us comprehensively and that was it. We, we you know, we, we didn't get near a county final after that ever again. So... Uh, while you have some very strong teams in in hurling football that have you know made a real good tradition of it, I think certainly the majority of teams you get in there and you might get one crack at it, and I think that's the, the that's the big thing. You have to really make the hay when when that happens because I remember it very well. It was a great journey, you know, going to Carlo. We played a match, uh, Leinster final against UCD in Nolan Park, and then up to Turles where we had two great matches with Six Mile Bridge. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to a club all Ireland on Easter Monday in Croke Park. So, you know, for, for a small rural parish like ours, that was phenomenal. Um, it was just an absolute roller coaster for everybody, young and old. 
and lives long in our memories. But uh, unfortunately, look, it, it wasn't to be. But, um, you know, we had a second crack at it then, as I said earlier, in the, the newer competition with the Intermediate. We won that in 2018. So um, it was it was kind of bringing back memories. But just one of the, just a real, uh, I suppose, goes nuggets in, in all the competition in the GA. But, uh, yeah, bittersweet memories, really, John. Eddie, does it drive standards within Kilkenny and did the Brian Cody era then when you won the All-Irelands then drive standards within the club game? Did it get quite... Was, was the rivalry heated between the clubs in Kilkenny? Um, yeah, it probably, probably helped too. I think when, when you see teams doing well or you see a club team, look, you, I think you'll always you'll always want your, your county team to win. Um, you know, Johnny just touched on it there about the you know, the, the 12 months of the season. And, and that was one year that when we look back, we didn't complain about it. And I'd have loved to have had it back again. But certainly uh, during the winter months, when you see, you know, whoever it is, Ballyhale or James Stevens, you know, you know, with James Stevens were forced to win that club of Ireland. Ballyhale then went on an incredible run. I think O'Loughlin got to one or two, you know, a semi-final and a final as well. So it does, uh, you, you were looking at the lads and you were kind of jealous of them because we were going into the winter grind um, before Christmas. You were getting into the pre-season and you were kind of half, you were you were jealous of the lads that were with the club saying, geez, they're grand, they're going to miss all the heavy lifting and they'll come back just when the, the, the evenings are getting long. But um, yeah, it does. It's good. It brings, it, it you know, good competition and tough competition breeds better competition. It brings lads along and and. I think particularly with Kilkenny, like when you had five or six Ballyhale lads were, were outside of the squad during league campaigns, it presents some brilliant opportunities for other guys to stake a claim and, and, and get good game time. So, yeah, all in all, it, it was a good thing. And I think you, also as a club, you, you take on that responsibility of representing the county uh, and you take that on your shoulders as well. So it's uh, all in all, look, uh, exciting times really. And you'd, you, you love to be part of that. Um, Bally Hale's run in the last years has been so impressive now they'll be very sore that they lost to Bally Gunner in the way they did last year but that's the beauty of sport and that gives them motivation to come back what has been the bedrock of that foundation for their success in your view um, as having Henry in charge was it just the tradition they had back to the 70s and 80s why Bally Hale being so strong um, I suppose look you have, you have quality there is, is, is probably the big thing but I think what Bally Hale always had and again, this is, you know, I suppose I was looking in as a young fella, uh, you know, my father bringing me into county finals through the through the uh, 80s and into the 90s. And you were you were watching them and seeing what they'd done. They grew a tradition then and they have just kind of fostered that all along and, and you know, nurtured it. And I think handed it on is the big thing because I think the older generations have all got involved. And whether it's administration or chairman, you know, you look at. Mick Fenley Sr., for example, you know, he won a few, good few county finals, won his club All-Irelands, went back in as chairman and oversaw, I think he was selector in maybe 07, 08 with them, with James McGarry. And then he went in as chairman and oversaw, you know, that side of it. So, uh, you know, that was Henry's team. But probably the for me, one of the key components with any team that has a gets a run in a, in a club series, it's not so much their county guys. I think it's really the guys, the leaders that are at home in the club are, are probably the key guys there because the county lads don't have to come back and play, you know, two positions or have that mentality that they have to shoot the lights out. I think they go along and play their position and the teams that do well invariably have strong guys in all positions. And, you know, for example, like, you know, one guy that I think was really important to Bally Hale, maybe two lads was the likes of Bob Aylward there was, you know, I went to school with Bob and he was just a brilliant guy to mind the club, younger lads all through the league or the summer when Kilkenny lads were away and then, you know, keep the leadership side. Aidan Cummins was another guy like that. So when you have guys of that quality, uh, I think that helps. Then the county lads come back and they just they strengthen it up and they help it along. Um, but Ballyhale are just uh, a very, very unique club. I think you have to just admire them. They're pulling from a very small population and they just seem to be handed down. I think a few years ago in 17, the, the mindset in the county was that Ballyhale maybe were going to slip back a little bit. Henry and these lads were coming to the end of their tether. But they have just they they won a, an under twenty one championship in Kilkenny that year against the head with a bunch of nineteen year olds and and here we are now with possibly their you know their their third and maybe going into their fourth generation of All Ireland club winners and they play Kilmacud Crogs tomorrow. Uh, Johnny McGee, proud Kilmacud man, is this a surprise? The hurlers in a Leinster final has this come out of nowhere or has this been bubbling? It's been bubbling like last year. I know they've been very disappointed at the performance uh, getting beaten in the semi-final. So I think, um, you know, uh, 
Kieran Dowling and Dermot uh, uh, Howdy, like, you know, they put a lot of work into the lads, you know, as you mentioned earlier about Kula having that success and they're only down the road. Um, but a lot of work has gone into that, to the hurling side of things. And um, talking to Dermot, who was uh, teaching them the skills um, with the like coaching, you know, um, they were trying, they felt they let, let themselves down a small bit last year with their performance when they were got beaten in the last uh, semi-finals. I think it was just kind of with that group. But the, the big thing for this group at the moment, like they're missing five or six of that starting team that would have won the county title last year. And there's a lot of young lads who've gone in there and taken the jersey and made it their own and pushed on. And it's amazing when you have that kind of fearlessness in terms of a young, young players going in and, and relishing the challenge. And, and those young lads have been coached very well. So from my perspective as, as a crowd looking on, it's no surprise that they're there. Um, they would have seen uh, a lot of goals for them or the all of kill have, have won down the road. Um, and that would have been a kind of a, like they would have, played against a lot of those guys all the way through on the rage all the way through. So they would have been quite confident that if they got themselves in a right position and, and put themselves in the county final and win them, that they're more than capable of going and competing. Now look, they have a huge challenge ahead of them, ahead of them tomorrow with the experienced side, um, multiple all Ireland winners. So look, yeah, but as mentioned already, when you have that kind of youth and exuberism and no fear factor, you know, and Cole Park will suit them in terms of the Athleticism and, and speed, so it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out, you know. And the footballers, Johnny, tomorrow, uh, it's two sides of a coin, isn't it? You know, you were an All Ireland winning captain, and uh, you know, just a decade ago, you'd be Cross McGlenn, but you've also had your disappointments. Mullinock to Kilku last year was very, very tough to take. So sometimes it's either joy celebration or the head under the duvet for a few days. Yeah, <laughs> Mullinock, the thing now is uh, still, still fine getting over that as, as being involved as a manager at the time, but. Like even the Airog, when we got beaten by Airog after the, tr- the three games tr- uh, trilogy, um, you know this the, the, that group you now are pretty resilient. You know to come bounce back from this point in Mullinocta and then coming back and then winning two back to back Dublin and uh, into a second Lancer Lancer final um, in a row. Um, serious opportunity for them. They would have been hurt after the Kilma final. They should have won it twice, um, but. You know, the the game was never up until the referee blows the whistle, and and the thing is, like you know, they had opportunities to kill to kill off, and they didn't take them. So you're hoping, uh, well, I'm hoping is that the you know that they've learned that those lessons. And look, Crow Park suits suits the lads. They're they're very familiar right now at this stage. You know, um, Downs as the first lens to final in 50 years. So yeah, there's there's. Coach, lads are all well and favourites but look there's nothing ever guaranteed and I think the lads have shown a huge amount of resilience so I'm hoping that that will stand to them and like look that group are pretty meticulous and, and run themselves practically in terms of how they look after themselves off and on the field in terms of uh, stats and, and research on opposition you know and then like the Baggio and the lads there Ron O'Neill and Finn and Kennedy and around them they're like good coach lads so look who were involved with Dollar and successful when I was captain you know so look Fingers crossed, like it's 13, it was 13 years since we were last in uh, in the fourth, 14 last this year, including so we last won it. So it comes around, with the, and when we won it, it was 15 years previous when McDillan lifted the dollar. And so, look, you're hoping that it won't be anymore. But like Eddie mentioned it there, like, you know, these opportunities come few and far between, um, you know, and if you don't grab them, it could be a long time yeah. before you get back there again. So you're hoping that Crokes will do what the Kilkeel did last year, you know. So there's a rituals now tomorrow, Johnny. Is there a big bus leaving Kilmacud to Croke Park? You don't know far to go, I suppose. Yeah, no, no, I'm in Ashburn at the moment, so I live here 18 years. But um, there's, I think there we have. A, will you have a guard escort, Johnny? Will you? Uh, what's that? A guard escort. Oh yeah, no, jeez, no. Uh, there's a, I think they're meaning. Any Brennan to do job there? I think there's a, a piper going going along with all the kids. So it'd be interesting to see how that. Goes. Well, look, listen, it's going to be a massive day, and hopefully, look. It'd be nice to see both both teams win it, you know, and not not be on the losing side and, and the other team win. So it'd be a probably a, a, a rock and a hard place if you if one team win and one team loses, you know. Uh, Shane Curran, you're involved in Westmeath Club football, so you must have a dossier on the Downs, do you? Uh, yeah, actually, funnily enough, yeah, we had. A, I think there'll be a bus, uh, I don't think Johnny alluded, there'll probably be a bus going from Kilcurran to Lamburn tomorrow to see Shane Walsh in the, in the, in the Leinster Foot Club final. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think Johnny, Johnny mentioned everyone there, Barry Shane but, Walsh, but, but I think that's one of the... They're in the ladies' final. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. And that's right. And, and um, I actually have very close ties to Kilclare and Clamburden, as it happens. My, my first cousins, all the dailies down there, and uh, Geraldine, God rest her, my aunt, actually was uh, synonymous with the club down there. So th- th- there's a bit of a relationship down there. So, uh, yeah, but in fairness, well, Shane Walsh has been a, been, been a huge, huge... Um, Are you cool with that as a, as a gale? Sorry? Are you cool with it? I mean, like, you know, the transfers are not a new thing. Like, Larry Tompkins and Shea Fahey were Kildare footballers that ended up playing for Cork. I'm all for it. Look at, I mean, if we got a Eddie Brennan in, in Roscommon, hurling for Roscommon, <laughs> we, we'd win, this, we'd win the McCarthy Cup or we'd win McGee's. We've Darren, I think, down closest to, to us down here, down in, down in Athlone. No, I'm all for that. Uh, I think at the end of the day, um, we, we need to understand that there's free movement of people and let them, let the likes of Shane and everyone else go and play wherever they want to play. And obviously, when they set down routes, there, as, as, as Darren alluded earlier on, people move freely in and out of clubs and, and that's that's the nature of, of life now and, and and uh, will continue to be so. And, and um, look at him, delighted he got his move. I know it's very hard for the likes of Kilter and Clamber and all cotton and joke on the side um, to lose a talent like that. Um, and it's hard maybe for Galway football as well to see a player going. But that's that's the nature. I don't think we should be putting any barriers in their way. Um, I do think that maybe some clubs um, do overstep the mark in terms of their transfer strategy. There are there are clubs who, who have an open door policy and, and will and do attract players in by, by, by certain means that I wouldn't necessarily be in favour of. But that's part and parcel I think of the way the way life is going and, and um players wanted to play at the top with the top players is, is only normal, I think. Yeah. The downs then this is a romantic story, fifty yep. years, a Westmeath club in a in a Leinster final. Yeah, I think uh, the first in 50, 50 years, and funnily enough, there's, there's a St. Bridget's man um, very, very closely tied to them, Tommy Kelly, um, who's tag engineering there, and Tommy's synonymous with the Downs over the last, I think, 20 years since he moved up there. Um, he's got in Lar Wall this year. Um, the Downs have, and Lar has been synonymous with Mead football for quite some time. Really, really good coach, really good manager. Uh, I was very impressed with them in Westmead. We met them in the championship. We had a very, very good game with them. Colliery actually, we, we probably had a, a good, very good chance to beat them in normal time, and um, we ended up losing by a point. But they're a good side, and I have a feeling that um, Crow Park will suit both sides. And I think you know the one both teams have got two really, really top marquee fo- forwards, and obviously the aforementioned Shane Walsh with Kilmacud, but then we've Luke Lachlan with with them um, with the Downs, and he's been he's been really fantastic for them. Obviously, his story has been well well highlighted, um, but he's playing superb football now, and they're a very athletic team. Um, they remind me a lot of, of of Dublin, I suppose. Over the past six or seven years, they've got marauding uh, marauding half back line that that really really are excellent, and um, that's really where 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 their 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 biggest their biggest threat is. I don't think the game is is as cut and dried as people would think. I think the Downs will will run Kilmacud quite close if if not beat them. Um, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it'll be a really really good game and a good advertisement for football. As I think the club, all the club championship has been um, over the last number of years. I think Eddie alluded to it there. It's it's really the the it, you know gives the lads that aren't necessarily seen as the stars uh, that 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 kind of platform and we were very fortunate as well in Bridges like with the likes of Dara Donnelly with the two Dolans Darren and Garvin Dolan the likes of Niall Gran and lads like that who were running the club um, when we were playing playing intercounty football and coming back and once you came back into it then um, it was seamless you know and um, I think the downs of five or six players involved with Westmead um, but they've also got five or six players that are really, really strong club players, and they've a young guy called Tom Stewart as well, uh, who's a really, really good fo- fo- forward. So, I think they'll, it'll be a really good football match, and um, yeah. you know they're two two really good football teams. Shane, in 2013, you won, I think, by a point. Was it? Were you going mad in that match? Were you just shouting at everybody? Were you going through the emotional ringer? Do you remember much of it, or is it just a blur of just no, I, no, process? No, to be honest about it, I do remember quite, quite, quite a bit of it because I think for the first time in my career, I had two goals in in the first half, and uh, we were nine points, eight points down after about six or seven minutes. But um, I think this was the fact that we were, we were just so um, we'd gone through the ringer. We'd been beaten in finals, we'd been beaten in semi-finals. For me, the big game really was 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 the Cross Midland game. That was the game where there was a really big emotional kind of physical store put into. And I think once we got over that, um, even the 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 
entanglement we got ourselves into early on in the match in Ballymun. We won the, the finals 50 minutes, I think, 2, 2, 10 to 6 points. So we dominated the game apart from the first 7 or 8 minutes. That was a really, really good, as I said, Ballymun team. But yeah, Ted Furman, who have actually ended up in quite friendly with um, in, in past years, great guy. He was he was American, Johnny Murray, one of our cornerbacks. And Johnny was 17 or 18 at the time, 18 I think at the time, and, and really, really playing really well. And Ted was doing really well. And um, yeah, there was a few verbals, you know, but nothing that that mad, and I remember um, you know, targeting him really because he was he was such a uh, he was a lightning kind of quarter forward. He caused a lot of havoc in the first half, and uh, I just had to remind him now and again that if he came in around the box, that um, he could he could end Get up with some physical it. treatment. Yes, perhaps. correct. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're very good friends, and he's a great lad. He was down at my house last year, and uh, that's I think that's the king thing about football, you know. When it's on you the offered pitch. him a drink, did you? Yeah, we did. We had coffee and tea and the whole lot. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We had it was great, and um, you know, we we, we uh, you know that's the way football goes. You win some, you lose some, but what goes on the pitch stays on the pitch, and, sure. and uh, then afterwards you, you enjoy a pint and a bit of crack. Did you go absolutely mad then? What, 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 oh what yeah, happened? it was a zoo. Like Jesus, it was mad. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean. Um, that loan was mad, and you know, going across the bridge, you have the whole that whole emotional thing of bringing the Darren and Pigeon brought the brought the, the cup over the bridge, and and uh, it was just unbelievable. But the following couple of days were just mad, like you know, they were they were crazy. But again, as Eddie alluded to there as well, like it's the old stagers in the club. God rest poor Pat Denny, he's dead now, but like that was for Pat. That was just the pinnacle. He could have died that and been brought away on the, on the wings that night, and he he would have been happy. God rest my mum has died since, and there's a lot of people have passed on. Uh, for whom that was an unbelievable occasion. And even looking back now, um, you know, there was a lot of mad stuff went on afterwards and bitter crack, you know, but uh, yeah, they, they're the kind of stories that, not so much the football, like at the end of the day, it's, you win it, you win it. It's the volunteers, it. isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, and you win it, you win it, and if you don't, well, yeah, you have to, you know, you have to put your head under the cloud for or the, under the blanket for four or five days, but I think footballers, harder sports people were, were kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're relentless and you want to get back at it again, and yeah. um, look, I was just fortunate to win one, and, and um, delighted to win one, but it's not what you're, you, you know, what you'd hope to be ever remembered by. But um, yeah, I think maybe some of the things we done afterwards, you'd want to be remembered. Were you kissing by. a player on the pitch or something? Uh, poor old Frankie. Yeah, Jesus, he hasn't been the better of it. Since. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Brennan, you've been uh, around the, the country quite a bit. You've been in like Leash, in Coola, in Roscray. Um, you, you, you've, you've seen probably the whole uh, rainbow, as it were, of the GA in terms of the, the people that Shane is talking about here, the people that uh, are the cog in the wheel, the volunteers, the people who paint, um, you know, the posts who you, who sort out the clubhouse, and and it's for them really uh, just as much as the players, isn't it, that we're talking about? Oh yeah, sure. It's it's the big, I suppose, banner that unites everybody, really, uh, John. And uh, I think geez, Shane was on about reminding poor Ted Furman. I I, I think I remember. Uh, Shane reminding the barman one night in the City West of an all-star do as well. I think he had a quite word with him. So uh, he definitely left his mark around the place. But um, yeah, sure, look, um, I look fortunate enough to get a couple of opportunities and, and just even, you know, uh, I got to experience, I suppose, the the, the downside again of, of, you know, this Kilmacud hurling team at the moment. You know, the last uh, two years ago there, they, they, they beat Kula, who I was involved in the semi-final and went along and, and got over the line and won the county final. Um, and again this year I think they, they popped cool in the semi-final again so they have a good young team coming along and, and you know I think Johnny mentioned the likes of Niall Corcoran in that and, and how he has worked with all them people but ultimately it's like I said it's the one banner that everyone wants to be involved in that people you know people that do all the invisible work or the unseen work uh, you know even the driving young lads around bringing them from pitch to pitch and you know, the daddies and mammies getting involved and, and helping out with the kids and all that, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, when you do get over the line and you win something, there's obviously the team and the management are the ones that are there on stage and, and that type of thing and they get seen. But I think equally then when you get to your, your back home to the club or to the parish or whatever it is, you know, that's when I suppose everyone, you know, really gets to enjoy that. And, and that's when, you know, I suppose the work that they do, gets acknowledged and like I said there is is there any better way of bringing a parish or a club together than, than that type of a journey it's it's you know it's absolutely it's utterly magical and, and you know if you get to, to experience that you know moment of release that when the club gets over the line on the biggest stage of all for our club it's it's just it's phenomenal and you you look in with that and you just you just you dream and I suppose that's what young lads do and, and every club wishes it's them 
Uh, Eddie, I, my highlight of the year was Tony Kelly's sideline in, in the Munster final, and he's got a chance today with Ballier against um, Baddy Gunner, the All Ireland champions, three fifteen throw. And we've Ashley and O'Reilly down there reporting. Like for him, this is just as big as wearing that blue and 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 uh, saffron jersey. There, oh yeah, do you think there is there? A, uh, you said there's a clash in jerseys. Isn't no, it? no, I'd say it's. It, I, I'm just trying to be smart myself. Um, it's as big as for Tony oh. Kelly playing for Ballier as it is for Clare in a, in a Munster final yeah. today. Yeah, well, I suppose he's doing it in great colours, isn't he? <laughs> the, the, he's wearing the black and amber there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I think it is because, you know, people sometimes ask that question of you, you know, and I, I, I touched on it earlier about my, you know, club final disappointment and you say to yourself, oh, would you give them all up? You wouldn't because it's a different context, but you'd do anything to have that opportunity or to win that one. And it's it's never about the medals either. It's just about the memories. It's about the journey for players. It's the slog. It's the... The nights that you you know you cut lumps out of each other on the training pitch and the camaraderie and the friendship that grows out of that and, and and how far you're willing to go for each other when you get on the pitch and wear the jersey. Um, but for someone like Tony Kelly, look, he's been an absolutely phenomenal player for you know so many years now. Like you, it's as as a as a what a twenty something year old in 2013, and he still comes back. And I think what you'd have to be really impressed with him is that he produces big time for his club as well. And you know, he may have had a slightly quieter day the last day, but that's what the good players do. They they might get curtailed for periods of a match and then they come up with a score when you really, really need it. And I think you've seen as well with Tony Kelly what it means to him. You know, I think he was uh, you know, absolutely poking around like a young lad again, uh, when they when they beat uh, the bars the last day. So um yeah, look, I th- I think when you're lucky enough to play both because obviously that question will be asked, which matters more. I think both equally, but there's no doubt about it. the club is 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 just a really brilliant one because they're the guys you went to school with. Baddy Gunner, um, they won the All Ireland for the first ever time. They have the confidence of that. Would they be favourites this afternoon in your review, Eddie? I will. Yeah, look, I think they have definitely earned the right to be favourites. Um, they have a like when you look at even Bally Gunner's journey, you know, they have they have suffered the school of hard knocks for a good few years and they keep coming back and they keep coming back. Um, you know, they they they've won their, their county finals, I think nine or ten now in the spin, and they've got the few monsters and you know, a few days there they've got popped when they were probably expected to be favourites. But yeah, it's for me today they are because um they have a, a very good system of play and they beat a really good Napierschik side, and you know, for me, like, two weeks ago, or whatever was one of the one of the most entertaining club matches I've seen at this time of year. You know, in Limerick, uh, so they had a real serious challenge throw down from. But you know, Ballier, I think one thing I heard, you know, Gary Brennan saying the last day, they're afraid of nobody. Uh, they love those kind of uh, cliffhanger matches where they're just a point or two down. They always believe that they can get a score out of something, and uh, I think that's the key, obviously, for Ballier. Is that they don't let uh, you know Ballygunner open up a big lead, but uh, Ballygunner are a really powerful outfit, and and I think look even after today, you know you're you have the potential of you know either Kilmacud Crokes or Ballyhale going to face into Ballyay or Ballygunner in an All Ireland semi final. I mean that would be a fitting All Ireland final, whichever them four teams was to meet. So you know what a what a cracking uh, All Ireland semi finals in store there. Uh, Slot Neil, would you fancy them against Dunloy tomorrow? Yes, Loch Neil, I suppose they, they're another fabulous club when you look at what they're achieving, you know, with, with the ladies and the fellas in that club uh, of a very, very small population. And I think for a few years ago, you know, they, they give Bally Hale plenty to think about a few years ago. So, um, you know, they're, if, if they can get over Dunloy, I think, uh, you know, and, and Thomas is there in Galway and, you know, they, they'll fancy getting to the big day as well. So um, I don't think, you you know, Dunloy are, again, a club with a lot of tradition as well in Ulster. Just in terms of the, the counties, before we go, uh, Johnny, like Paul Mannion, uh, your club man, and Jack McCaffrey sets me back with the dubs for next year, Pat Gilroy as well. Um, Kerry, I'll just look at Jack O'Connor's face on the front of the Irish Independent Sports section today. Um, it was a close semi-final. Look, there are other teams in the mix as well, but the dubs have got um, one thing on their minds for next year. Yeah, look, um, I, Pat Gilroy coming back in and Paul and, and Jack McCaffrey hadn't uh, committed to the year. I think, you know, Desi has, needs to take a bit of credit in terms of, you know, not being afraid of bringing Pat Gilroy in, who's, who's already won his All-Ireland. And for me, he doesn't get enough credit for 
what he did uh, when Ireland in 2011 after three years I'm just setting the standards but look uh, t- for me it makes them uh, all Ireland favourites with the two, two lads and Pat involved you know the one thing about Pat they have all the lads on their toes so it'd be interesting to see how it goes but um, like it'd be our, Jack coming back uh, missing a couple of years like Paul has been pretty consistent I know he's hampered last year and this year with injury but you can see the form he had before the injuries but be interesting to see how like if Jack is off the pace, but as I mentioned before, Jack McCaffrey off the pace is pretty fast than the majority of, of the footballers that are left behind. So they use that fast. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Still do a quick hundred meters, um, quicker than myself. Uh, Shane Curran, um, Ross Common, where is Ross Common football out of the moment? Good question. Um, it's a good question. I think we'll find out a lot over the next few years where we're at and whether there needs to be a recalibration of what we're doing. Um, we have a good side. Um, but a lot of the players are, are at the wrong end. I think they've they've gone through a lot. Um, they've had a lot of success, to be fair, um, but they've had a lot of hardship as well and, and serious defeats. And I think the defeat last year to Clare, um, it'll be interesting to see whether we can recover from that. Um, certainly Division 1, Davy Burke is the new manager. I'm delighted to see that Eddie Lowen has gone in as a coach. It gives us a, it gives us a local feel. And Eddie's been involved with some of these players at under-21 level. So it'll be a big year. I think we probably need to readjust our, our thought process and where we can go as a county. Um, and Division 1 is probably a step too ahead. Um, for You're kind of in that twilight zone between uh, being an All-Ireland contender and being in the Talton Cup. Yeah, I think I think, I think think we're, we're closer to the Talton Cup than we are All-Ireland contenders, if, if the truth be told. And, and um, that's the reality of it. And, um, is that frustrating? It is. It is frustrating because there is potential. And I think, you know... There is potential for certain counties maybe to step out of the, out of the the the, the shadows of the of the, the greater the greater counties. Um, we are probably one of them. Um, if we look back and see what Armagh did, you get inspired by what Galway did, possibly. But more more so, you know, more so maybe what Armagh did from ninety seven maybe to two thousand and five or six because they were a similar type county or a similar type tradition. Um, Galway are a huge county. Um, from a numbers perspective, Mayo are a huge county. From a numbers perspective, we re- we we do actually create and we do we do nurture really good talent. But unfortunately, we don't seem to be able to do it over a long, long period of time, or be able to sustain it over a period of time. And maybe we need to look at a transfer system as well that have yeah. been in the past. But Shane uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll come back to play for Roscommon, unfortunately. But going back to what 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 um, Johnny spoke about there earlier on, from a football point of view, a total football point of view, I'm just delighted. To See, see Jack McCaffrey back playing football. I think it's it's um, he is to me one of the greatest footballers that have ever ever graced graced the game. He's just a magnificent player and a magnificent lad off the pitch too. Apparently, and a good Arsenal supporter. If it, oh, here we uh, go again. You started land, at the land, end of the land panel that with one Arsenal. In. Land uh, that one in. Yeah. But uh, it's great to see him back. I'm great to see Paul Mannion back, and I think we'll have a, we'll have a brilliant championship next year. Eddie Brennan, who do you support in the Premier League? Man City, John. Man City, uh, okay. And I've seen the hardships of uh, the second division. There's a, a clatter was here at home, the club that uh, I think just picked him off one time because everyone was Liverpool, United and, and Arsenal and that kind of crack. So uh, we suffered uh, a lot of pain and we were probably uh, like a secret society there for a while, keeping our heads down. But Liverpool fan, fan by the way. Jo- Johnny McGee. <laughs> You're all trailing in the Gunner's wake at the Jane, moment, boys, are you? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm telling you, uh, well, to be fair, a great club, Liverpool, great club. But Johnny McGee and Eddie Brennan, thanks for your patience. Uh, I know we had a few issues and we apologise to the listeners for those, but thanks for your patience and enjoy the club games tomorrow. And uh, Shane Curran, thanks for coming in. We'll uh, we'll take the Arsenal jibes and uh, we'll see you soon. Brilliant, John. Really enjoyed it. We're going to check in with Ashley and O'Reilly at Turles for Bally A and Bally Gunner after this. I went over to Scotland about six weeks ago. We went on a whiskey distillery tour and it was just, it was sad and fantastic. And he was like a beautiful man, wonderful man. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.